Our Savior Jesus Christ has destroyed death and brought life and immortality to light through the gospel. Let us remember with thanksgiving what God has done both for and through his servant, Rollin. Rollin Carl Stuvey was given life by his creator and was born on April 2, 1934, the son of Oscar and Gertrude Stuvey. On May 13, 1934, he received the gift of holy baptism and became a child of God. On March 21, 1948, he publicly confessed his faith and was confirmed. He received the precious gift of the Lord's life-giving body and blood. He received the gift of a beloved companion when he was united in holy marriage to Dorothy Steinhaus on February 10, 1952. He was blessed with the gift of children, Wanda, Sheila, Lana, and Guy, 12 grandchildren, 25 great-grandchildren, and one, soon to be two, great-great-grandchildren. God blessed Rollins' life as he served God in his vocations at home, church, and in the community. He worked as a heavy equipment operator in road construction for many years. He belonged to the International Union of Operating Engineers Local 49 for 65-plus years. When a work injury forced retirement, Rollins went into the automotive business until he fully retired. Rollin enjoyed his family, cars, WeFest, holidays, traveling, riding motorcycle and snowmobile. He was friendly, outgoing, and had a gift of gab, making many friends and connections throughout the years. Rollin and Dorothy spent winters with their friends in Parker, Arizona for 15 years. Finally, on November 23, 2020, God blessed Rollin with a holy death and took him home to rest in the arms of Jesus to await the resurrection of the dead. The Lord gives and the Lord takes away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. We give thanks to God our Father through Jesus Christ our Lord for our brother, Rollin. And Rollin gave thanks too. He had plenty to be thankful for, plenty of people to be thankful for, and the number is astounding, the number of you, all of you, for whom Roland was thankful. It's amazing. He was thankful for lots of things. I asked him last summer, I said, Roland, <laughs> I said, what has God done for you? It's the kind of question I ask when I'm trying to find out where a person's heart is. He said, well, he gave me my mom. I thought, that's a Solid answer, Rollin. Way to go. <laughs> but as a pastor, I was looking for something a little bit different. So I said, Rollin, what has Jesus done for you? And he looked at me with a look that said, you're the pastor, you should know this. <laughs> Jesus died on the cross to forgive my sins. Clears day. That's the kind of thing that warms a pastor's heart. And that is how I know that is how I know that Rollin died a blessed death. Even when it was difficult to communicate, he could still recite the Lord's Prayer and his confirmation verse, John 3.16. You can see it on the back of his biography. For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. 
that confirmation verse which captures in a nutshell all of Rollins' faith that his Savior loved him and died for him. That is the reason why we can be sure that Rollins died a blessed death. That is a strange thing to say. It's a strange term, a blessed death. And by all accounts, if you asked anyone in the world, they would say, it doesn't make sense. It's a paradox. There is nothing blessed about death for you or for him. At best, at best, as far as the world knows, it is simply a tragedy, the tragic end of a story, always too soon, never something for which we are ready, always something which makes us weep. But it is not merely a tragedy. Death is not merely a tragedy. It's actually worse than that. Death is the fate that we deserve, now and eternally, because we are sinners. It is the covering that is cast over all people, that covering you heard about in Isaiah, the veil that is spread over all nations, the darkness that shrouds this earth. It's the great equalizer, you know that. It is, in the end, the truest stroke of justice. We get what we deserve. Maybe you could see it, maybe you couldn't. The sin in Raleigh's life, it's not for us always to see. But there can be no doubt that it was there. Otherwise, today he would be alive. You heard in John chapter 11, Martha asks this question or makes this statement to Jesus. If you had been here, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. Tragedy and loss turns us to all of the ifs imaginable, all of the hypotheticals. If things had been different, if we had had more time, if it weren't for COVID, if it weren't for the things we regret, the list of ifs, the list of hypotheticals is endless. But really the only if that matters is this one. If Raleigh had not been a sinner, then we would not be here. But he was, and so the question remains, how could his be a blessed death? And it starts with this, something that I hope you will all take earnestly to heart. Raleigh knew what he deserved. He knew that he was a sinner. He acknowledged it every time he confessed his sins. Maybe these words are familiar to you. I, a poor, miserable sinner, confess unto you all my sins and iniquities with which I have ever offended you and justly deserved your temporal and eternal punishment. And he was sorry for them. And he sincerely repented of them. And he prayed that God of his boundless mercy and for the sake of the holy, innocent, bitter sufferings and death of Jesus he prayed that God would be gracious and merciful to him, a poor, sinful being. And Raleigh believed it when Jesus spoke to him those precious words, I forgive you your sins. He believed that Jesus had washed him clean in his baptism. He believed 
that Jesus gave his life for him on the cross. He believed that Jesus gave him his body and blood to eat and drink for the forgiveness of his sins. He believed when Jesus said to him, even though you die, yet shall you live. He believed when Jesus said, I am the resurrection and the life. And that belief, that faith, joined Raleigh to Jesus. Jesus, who himself had passed through death into life, who had broken open the grave so that it can no longer hold our bodies captive. Jesus, who had opened the kingdom of heaven to all who would call on his name. That is how Raleigh could die a blessed death. It is the only way, and his was blessed. But where is the blessing in all of this for you? For you, especially you, Sheila and Lana and Guy, for all of you, for you who have lost a grandfather, a great-grandfather, a great-great-grandfather, for you who have lost a brother or an uncle or a neighbor or a friend, where is the blessing for you. Rollin is none the worse for wear. <laughs> you know that. He's making out like a bandit in this deal. Where's the blessing for you? Your lot, your lot is more difficult. Because for now you have to wait. Rollin's work is done, but yours, not yet. So start with this. You have in Rollin a beautiful example of faith. So follow his example. There's your blessing. Repent of your sins and believe in Jesus. And wait. And remember what you are waiting for. You heard it in Isaiah chapter 25. This mountain that the Lord is preparing for all peoples where there's this feast of rich food on which he will swallow up the covering that is cast over all peoples, the veil that is spread over all nations, that mountain on which God will swallow up death forever. That mountain from which God will wipe away all tears from every face. That is what you are waiting for. And you can wait in hope, not grieving like the world grieves who thinks of death merely as a tragedy. You can wait in hope because you have seen the blessing that God has given to his child, to his beloved son, Rollin. The same blessing that he desires to give to you. Think of that. You mourn and you grieve now, but not forever. You sorrow now. But Christ has promised to turn your sorrow into joy. If he can take the cross, this bloody instrument of torture, if he can take the cross and turn it into your salvation, then he can take your tears on this occasion and turn them into joy. It's child's play for God. And he has sworn that he will do it. You weep and lament for this moment, but your rejoicing will be eternal. So lay Rollins' body to rest and wait. Don't move on. Don't get over it. 
Don't become comfortable with Rollins' absence. It's not forever. And so wait. Wait and strive that you too can enter into the same rest that Raleigh now enjoys. Strive by hearing and believing God's word, by receiving his blessings and promises, the same blessings and promises that Raleigh received. Strive by fixing your eyes on the cross of Jesus, the author and perfecter of Raleigh's faith. Strive and wait and hope so that in Christ, together with Raleigh, you can rejoice in the boundless love of your heavenly Father. To God alone be all glory now and forever. Amen.